Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're on uh, Season 2, Episode 16. Yeah. Cranking out episodes here every Sunday on the Short Rod Show. 9 o'clock sharp. Yeah, hopefully you guys are, I'm sure you're just all waiting by your phones. Yeah. Ready to listen in. Yeah, I was pumped the other day. That, did you see that message, that dude from Utah driving oh, FedEx yeah. messages? Yeah, yeah I was cool. pretty pumped. I like hearing from those folks. Yep. Yeah, all we have a pretty wide-ranging audience. Yeah. Well, he, the reason it reminded me, because he asked us when we put out new episodes every yep. week. Yeah, but I know there are there are some fans that immediately, as soon as it comes out, our download counts just... Yep. Like, they already have it. Already have it. Pumped. Good to go. Yep. So, cool. Well, what are we talking about today, Brett? Um, Today, we're going to talk... First, this intro, we're going to go through a couple of small, minute things. Some updates. Uh, yeah, I got a little gunk in my eye. Uh, we got this Mag Dog uh, schoolie. The Mac Daddy schoolie. Yeah, and... Uh, I don't remember what the other thing. Well, was. your fishing trip. Oh, and the fishing trip. Solo I went trip. yesterday. Yeah. Well, it was just two hours. It wasn't terribly eventful. But yep. Talk about that. Uh, main topic today, though, is going to be fishing in the extreme cold. There now, we I mean, go. Now we're talking ice fishing. You know, you think it's fairly extreme until you get to this types of of weather that we're having this week. Frankly, where we're Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Uh, the last couple of days, you know, we're talking highs and at zero. That's you're getting pretty extreme cold. Yep. Yeah, and definitely I know for, you know, that's more common in Minnesota, but uh, and up in Canada too, but for yeah, Iowa, softy Southerners, I don't yeah, know, but. That's pretty dang cold. Oh, geez. Yeah, so there's there's some unique things that go along with that. Yeah, things just start fishing differently. differently. Yeah. Yep. Even just, yeah, the fish are a little different and your just your gear acts a little different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just your gear stuff, setup. But. There's there's a lot we can talk about there. That'll yep. be a good, good subject. So. Yep. Yeah, that'll be a, another good episode for you guys, so. Uh, looking forward to chatting about it. So, so tell me, uh, what happened with your eye? Oh God. So it happened. Uh, if you guys watched the podcast on YouTube, it wasn't last episode. Last episode was, was with Brady and mm-hmm. we didn't film that one. It was the episode before yep. when I just started to get feeling that gunk in my eye. So you can see if you watch, I'm blinking all the time. Like I'm constantly dinking with my eye. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what the heck is going on? That was the first time. night that I really kind of noticed something was going on. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Uh, and initially, I thought I had a scratch in my eye, and I was looking. It was my right eye, and I'm looking, and I'm like, "Man, I don't see nothing. I don't. I didn't feel like getting anything in it, but it just felt like I had a piece of sand in the corner of my eye forever." <laughs> and then the next morning, I get up, and I just have terrible light sensitivity. Like I can't, can't look outside, and uh, yeah, it was awful. And still had that piece of sand feeling in my eye. And then all of a sudden, I noticed this little thing creeping up in my cornea, and I'm like. Something wonky's going on here. We better go to the... Well, first I tried to call all these eye doctors at 7 o'clock in the morning, and freaking no damn eye doctor opens at no, 7 o'clock in the like morning. that's like a 9 o'clock kind yeah, of deal. Jesus. <laughs> freaking bankers. Uh, <laughs> so then I had to go to urgent care, and then they dribble a little thing in your eye, and uh, whatever the little thing is that had my eye, the the highlighter stuff pulled up right there, so the urgent care lady was like, oh, you got a cut in your eye, no problem. Here's some squirt stuff squirt in your eye. Oh, wow. Uh, just keep it from getting infected. It'll heal up. You'll be fine. I'm like, well, okay. So I go home. You know, I I power drive through the weekend just sitting in a dark room. Uh, <laughs> dimly lit room, no TV, because I couldn't focus on the TV. It hurt my eye. Uh, I couldn't look outside or my It was terrible. Uh, still had the, the, the sand feeling was starting to go away. And that was from the uh, eye drops that the doctor gave me. They were a... Uh, like antibiotic. Antibiotic yep. eye drop. Yep. 
So I went to the eye doctor on Monday. I had gotten a schedule to get followed up and check it out. And the, and the guy, I don't know, how, whatever they do to look around, he's like, oh, no, you got some bacteria colonized in the backside of your eyeball. And I'm like, holy shit. What's that mean? Like behind your, like, I don't know, wherever back it was. In your I mean, eye he, somewhere? Yeah, he didn't put it on a diagram by no means. I was just, yep. you know, I didn't care. I was just like, give me something to take care of this damn thing. <laughs> Fix it, damn it's freaking it. terrible. <laughs> uh, so he's like, how the heck could you possibly. You know, because it wasn't like pink eye. It wasn't like I had crusty crap on my eye. It wasn't yep. anything like that. And he's like, what the heck? How could this possibly have happened? So we were chatting a little bit. And I'm like, well, you know, I go fishing quite a bit. Is there any chance, you know, maybe I had some fish slime in my eye or maybe some fish slime? Because there's a lot of bacteria and junk in there. And he's oh, like, yeah. out of everything that we've talked about, that is probably the most likely thing that had happened. Because we <laughs> yeah. went through several scenarios and chatted about it. And I mean, by no means am I saying this is what happened for sure. But everything we talked about, he's like, that is probably what happened. The, you got a little bit of yep. fish slime in your eyeball and it colonized and you got some bacteria in you your You think it was when you're like cleaning those catfish? Nah. This is, I, this is just like handling fish. I don't know. I didn't really talk. I didn't really ask him much about. I was still kind of in shock about the, you know, possibly getting fish slime in my eye. I didn't really ask him about kind of like a timeline. Dang. I didn't ask him like, well, how long do you think it took for this to happen? Yeah. To try to narrow down the, the event. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't think of drill down into it that much. Yep. Uh, I was just like, give me some stuff to put in my eye. So then he gave me Damn. some steroid. Stayed on that antibiotic, did it for another week, back in business now. Good Eyeball's go. not falling out. Didn't find out my eye left eye sucks. Like, vision-wise, is not yeah. good. Yep. So probably in the next two to three weeks, if we're still running short rod show stuff, you'll see Brett show up with glasses. Here. Oh, soon, man. So, yeah, it's <laughs> Stay been a whole, tuned. It's been a hell of a deal. Oh, my goodness. Find out you're half-blind, colorblind. Yeah, half-blind, colorblind. Well, really half-blind, because my right eye rocks. Like, I can see like an eagle. <laughs> my left eye is just dog shit. Oh, gosh. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah, a little rough lately. So you can be out on the ice again. You can be out looking in We're the... We're back out. Back staring at the sun. Yep. Got back out yesterday. <laughs> back in business. So, like, sunglasses take care of that? Or this is, like, way more sensitive. It helped, than... but it, it, you'd get a headache. You need, like, the old lady sunglasses, the huge ones. Oh, I was wearing my everything. sunglasses around in the house. <laughs> at, like, 5 o'clock in the evening when it started <laughs> to get dark, I was still wearing them. <laughs> well, I had to because I'd put my sunglasses on and... The first night I tried to feed Thomas and it was still dark and he just, he could see the food, but he wasn't really like into <laughs> he's like, it. What in the hell is Yeah. He's like, what's going on? And then, so the next day I strapped on my dark, the darkest sunglasses I own. And then we turned one of the lights on so he could eat. While I was trying <laughs> to feed him stuff. Uh, Why is yeah. daddy wearing sunglasses on the Yeah. House? That's kind of a pain in the ass. Oh my goodness. But yeah, well, nope. you're, you're around the bend and back, on the road to recovery. Yep. Back in business. Good to go. That's yep. good. Good deal. Yep. So yeah. Uh, you know, don't be rubbing your eyes with fish slime. No, yeah, make sure you clean your eyes off. Don't this. get bacteria in your eyes. Yep. 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 Not not a fun experience, I'm sure. So uh I took a little trip, uh side trip yesterday actually. Yeah. And uh was in a real nice local bait shop for those in the, the north. Oh, this is stuff Iowa. you stopped at yesterday? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, Anybody that in the, the uh the Waterloo Cedar Falls area? Hank's Bait and Tackle, stop yeah, in there. Legit. Tell them the Short Rod Show sent you, they'll hook you up. They won't know who you're talking about, but they they'll won't hook know. you up anyways. But they'll get a good laugh <laughs> out of it when you, when you explain who we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they had uh, they had some ice stuff left. You know, it wasn't like a great selection by any means. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you get to that point through the season where you just can't get any more stuff. Well, they're not going to order more They're not going to order more until yeah. next year. But was real excited to see uh, the Mac Daddy of Schoolie Rods. 40 inch on their shelf the 40 look at the bow on that sucker you just don't get that out of normal schoolie rods i just of course brett's gotta have it that's you legit know, that's, that's and just perfect you can't really crest in a schoolie without catching at least one fish on the original schoolie jig yep 
So it's like a flat jig. I mean, it's still a horizontal presentation, but it's got flat bottom. Um, I'm yeah. not sure brand or anything like that. I don't really indicate what Probably they are. Probably make their own. They're sharper. The, the hooks are sharper and shit. But they're definitely lead. Paint's not great. I've I've fished with, I've fished some of these enough that yep. the paint's gone and you're just fishing with a lead head at that point. I was really intrigued. Uh, so the the bright, shiny, you know, yellow reel, of course. Yeah. Uh, the rod actually has some action to it. Yeah. Uh, still yeah, only two eyelets. <laughs> Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, two plus the, you know, the end island. That's there. all you need. Um, but yeah, check out that, check out that profile on that baby. Or do you want to read the paper a little yes, bit here? Yes, that, uh, the instructions that come with it. So the instruction gems. manual here that's printed out looks like it was typed up and printed in about 1994. Uh, optimistic. So tips on using, on fishing and using the uh, schoolie is, it says that I'm reading this word for word, I... Start out fishing at the bottom, letting out line until the bobber, till my bobber has no tension. You are then at the bottom. Then put pole tip near top of water, reel until tension starts. Two complete reels, and you're around one foot off bottom. Nice. I jig a few seconds, then let the bobber rest. Usually that's when you get your strikes. Boom. Easy that's as that. That's just fishing right there. That. That's the short rod show, right? There. That's all we've talked. That's pretty much all I <laughs> talked about. Condensed down to some typewritten yep. words. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's great. But I was really curious. I was like, okay, there's this piece of paper stapled together. What in the possibly bottom could of that it. say? <laughs> what does that have yep. on it? And of course, it's got everything you need to get started with a schoolie. So. Yep. Well, not a schoolie, just fishing in general. Those yep. are just words to live by. There you go. Yep. There you go. It's pretty sharp. The, they only had yellow. Yeah. That's but funny. they had plenty of other, uh, you know, schoolie rods there. So regular size ones. Yep. Yep, the but people ones, buy the heck out of I these. Think those long are ones, like huh? 20, 20s, and they make like a ten yeah. too. Yeah, those are the ones I usually been running are the thirteen inches. Thirteens, there you go. Yeah, yep. but uh, so you said they sell out of these long ones real quick. Yeah, the guys like yeah. Well, we just got these in yesterday, so the day before. How many did they have? I think they had three. Oh, so they got very small ship. Yeah, they didn't have a, a ton. But they'll sell them out quick, huh? Yeah, and huh. they just sold their la- their last flasher already that they're going to get in. Yep. He said they sold a ton of live scopes. Yeah. They had a $200 deal plus the $200 rebate. Yeah. So, like, they were selling for, what, 2300 bucks. Yeah, people just buying them up like just crazy. buying them up like yeah. crazy. Yeah, now that, and now in March, here, Hummingbird's going to come out with their own, so keep an eye out for cheap yeah, live Yeah, Mega Live, that'll be What I thought was interesting in that article you sent me about, I don't really want to go too deep down into this, but uh, is that the Mega Live yep. from Hummingbird's not going to have the black box. It's yeah. just going to be straight like the old PS22 where you just got the deucer in your Yeah, I should have brought that down here. Deal. But yeah, I just got deucer the in, your in Fisherman in, in the mail, and it said nothing's been confirmed yet with Humminbird, but this is what's happening. Mega Live's coming out in March, and it's going to be compatible with the Solix, of yeah. course. Uh, what's their other top-level ones? Anyway, the, the ones the above those. Apex, I thought it said. There you go, Apex. And then, uh, then all the Helix series for uh, starting off the G3Ns. G3N, G4N. And yeah, no black box. So yep. they're using some pretty interesting transducer technology then. Yeah, I don't know. Fitting it because all together. the picture that I saw of it a while back, it looked like the exact same transducer as LiveScope. This is what it looked like. But Well, and LiveScope has three separate transducers. In yep, yep. And it all just melds it together in that black box and then reports that. Yep. So it'd be, I don't know, maybe, maybe they bake that into, capability to the yeah. helix series yeah maybe they have the enough computing power in the helix that they didn't need they can bypass the black box i don't know that'll be interesting excited to see some more competition though nonetheless if you guys yeah, are you know holding out 
looking for more stuff to come out, it's only going to get better. You know, there's only going to be more. Well, then it just makes those life scope that they've all been bought now. It makes them more readily available for other folks at, yep. at a discount. Yep. So that'd be good. Yep. My my type. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. Maybe next year you'll have one. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll write it. Awesome. I'll use it as a tax write-off for the short rod. Yeah, there you go. Short Rod Show LLC. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... You were out yesterday, yep. you said, right? Slipped got on, a, got on a little body of water. One took of your off favorites. At, took off at 2 o'clock. And I was like, yeah, I got two hours before I got to go to daycare. So I slipped out to go fishing for a little bit. Yeah, I didn't want to go too far off the road. Snow's yeah. deep. But yeah, I slipped off to a sn- oh, yeah. small pond here in Ankeny. Uh, got on the bluegills pretty well right away, but that's just because I knew the spot that I was wanting to go to and yep. kind of where they hang out. Uh, right, in the, right in the weeds. So even when, and I expected it to be a little bit off you know, with how cold it was, but I think they're starting to settle in the cold pattern. Like it's not like just midwinter. This, it, yeah. They're <laughs> done with this immediate drop off of it being cold yep. where now it's been cold long enough that they're kind of settling back in and yep. they'll get back on the bite again. So I think, I think that'll work good. Could you drive a truck out there? No, no, not definitely not much. It wasn't that thick. Maybe eight inches. Wow. Impressive. Right. So that snow really insulated. Oh, it. it's deep in those. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it really, there were portions that were above my down. knee wow. of snow out there. Yeah, you get that much snow on. Top I had a hell of a time getting in and out of the lake because it, it I would just drop so yep. deep on yep. the shorelines. Uh, yeah, it's deep snow in those little pockets. Yeah. Well, we we had the same experience. So last weekend, uh, buddy Brandon and I got out, and man, it was it was rough. Hmm. We were all excited to get hit this quarry up. You couldn't run the quad back there. <laughs> Heck no. No, it was you deep. Can't. Oh, you can't. They they won't allow it. Can't drive Otherwise, it. Dang it. the quad would not make it through that. Too deep. close. Yeah. Uh, it was probably two, two and a half foot, you know, deep. I remember, if I remember, it's kind of a long lane. Oh, yeah. Right next to a fence line. So the fence line's probably what we're, kills you. We're pretty gung-ho, of course. Get out there, back, you know, back the truck up in there, unload the outer, stand out there in the freaking, I mean, 30-mile-an-hour winds. It's <laughs> negative six, right? Yeah. And we're like, all right, yeah, let's do this. And I look up. I'm like, man, we're going to have to drag this thing a half a mile through. Two and a half foot drift. Yeah, the otter's not something you want to do. Plus, with. well, we had the Smitty sled too. Oh yeah. But I'm like, that's going to be a hell of a lot of running. Well, there's around. three of you. Be a man. Just about. two. Oh, just, just you two. and Brandon. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So it's like, mm, let's let's revisit this. Yeah. So anyway, a couple couple guys came over uh, from you and I, like four college dudes. They're like, hey, how was the fishing? I was like, yeah, no, we not. didn't go. We out didn't there. go out at all. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, dang, that is a lot of snow. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean. There's other spots. So anyway, we we hopped on a little pond uh, down the road from there and caught a couple bass. You know, nice, freaking cold. Same yeah. deal. Like getting off the road, you go through the ditch. It's like three foot yeah. snow. Yeah, just leveled off and trudge through that. Get down. Same thing. Stepping on the lake, three feet of snow. Yeah, deep. You know, but that at least it had over a foot so, of ice. Yeah, nice. that was pretty good. Yeah. But it, it the whole pond was only like four feet. Oh, so geez. we're like, ooh, this yeah. might be a little nothing. tough to find them. Yeah. So anyway, caught some, caught a couple of fish. There you go. Uh, actually, burned my lungs pretty good. So this is a little cold weather tip. Maybe we'll talk. We'll about save it for the cold bit. weather portion. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, interesting. Didn't think it was a big deal. It's kind of a big. deal. It's definitely a big deal. Yeah. 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 Neck gator helps a lot. Yeah. So uh, cool. What do you think? We'll yeah. talk cold weather when we come back. Doer. All right, that's coming up next, guys, on the Short Rod Show. Hey, Ben. So I've got this buddy that's trying to start a small business, but he's having a real tough time with his digital footprint and just trying to figure all that out. Do you know anybody that could help him out? 
Well, I think I do. I know uh, a couple cool guys at this company called Evergrow Marketing, and they really specialize in helping landscape and lawn care companies maximize their digital footprint and basically bring customers to them, help them get found on the internet. Really? I mean, they'll work with any business. Um, they're really looking to expand. And if you tell them that Ben and Brett sent you from the, the Short Rod Show, you can get it 10% off your first order. Really cool. If you're interested in the Evergrow Marketing team and what they have to offer, check them out on evergrowmarketing.com and tell them Ben and Brett from the Short Rod Show sent you. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that, posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking uh, cold weather fishing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it might sound a little strange talking ice fishing. People think it's always cold. We're talking like extreme Extreme cold cold weather, yeah. And I'm going to say that's zero degrees and below. Yeah. Or maybe 10 degrees and windy, windy. Sure. It's when you're getting icicles on your mustache sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Your snot's freezing as yep. it's dripping down your nose. Yeah. That's Super cold. cold. Yep. So what is, how does that, uh, how's that change things? What's so special about being that cold? Um, for me, it, 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 first and foremost, it, it comes down to taking care of yourself when you're out in something that cold. So that, that means you're, this is when the actual ice suits come into play. Yep. that are made to keep you both dry and warm where like sure sure you can be out i mean carhartt and some of those other companies make some very rugged extreme stuff but they're not as waterproof as they need to be and if you get wet you know you get a little water splashed up and you get water splashed up on you from digging holes and stuff yep. all of a sudden you got some moisture problems and uh, this is really when you get into this extreme cold this is where really where the the gear made for ice fishing comes to yeah comes i mean that's play. Kind of the bread and butter when you talk about the specific, you know, flotation suits, you know, ice fishing suits, the specific ice fishing boots, too. Yep. I mean, yeah, hunting boots, they'll get you a good way. They get you 90%. Yep, yep. But when we're talking below zero and you're out somewhere far away from where you're able to warm yep. up, yep, you got to have good stuff. And you need to rely on it to yep. yeah, not lose your toes. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, being in extreme cold like that, it changes, you know, how you fish and it, it changes a lot of different things. And, and I, I feel like we do a good job of setting up differently when we know it's going to be extremely cold. Yeah. You know, we, we have a different mindset. Um, you know, it's cool to be out whole hopping, running around, um, you know, throwing caution to the wind and eh, my hands are a little cold, but whatever, you know, when it's below zero, I mean, you're talking, you want to shack up somewhere. Yeah. But you can have frostbite and not really notice. Yeah. If you don't know what you're looking for, you can absolutely have frostbite and or yep. I'm looking at Brett's nose and it's freaking white at the tip, right? Yep. Like, hey yep. Brett, <laughs> hey, why don't you <laughs> warm, warm that up, up a little, little bit? bit. You're gonna yeah. lose your nose is gonna fall off yep. here in a second. Um I mean for me that's really kind of the buddy system. That's what that's for. I wouldn't go out extreme cold by myself somewhere in the you know, away from town or whatever. Yep. Uh for a long period of time because stuff can happen. But I would say at least, you know, more recently in ice fishing 
there is gear out there now to allow you to go out and fish, and I'd say do it fairly safely in oh, this, a lot this better, extreme cold. I mean, as yep. as reasonably safe as you can be, anyways. Yeah. Um, to combat that cold weather, and I mean, starting with your yeah. like your striker suits. I mean, that's what you. These are the situations. So this week, yep, where we've had a high of five. Yep. Uh, this is what you spend that extra money on that striker suit. Yep. You know, every other week of the of the ice season, you know you're. Your Carhartts and your cheaper ice suits and stuff, they'll get you by. Then yep. you'll be just perfectly happy in them. But it's this type of weather that you, you spend the extra money on for those yep. for those high dollars. No, I, I definitely agree. Here. You know, and you can layer up to some, to some degree. Yep. But when you're talking being outside, it's so nice to be mobile and be yep. able to move around and just have, you know, I'll have a sweatshirt on like this and I'll have my striker suit over top. Yep. Good to go. And you'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yep. I mean, as long as you're moving around a little bit. It's yep. not a big deal. It's when you kind of bunker down and get sit down for a little bit. You kind yep. of get cold. But um, if you can put your back to the wind, uh, set up. You could you can realistically fish outside. Yep. In that in your in that kind of gear. Yeah. The the other thing that you run into would be your gear icing up. So your spinning reels, not great when it's that when it's that cold. I mean the grease is going to get cold unless you're going through and put some hot sauce on there, whatever that grease they call. Yeah. The cold weather uh, grease on them. They're going to start getting kind of stiff. You're going to start whipping water around and everything's going to start icing up. Your bale's going to ice up. Yep. Your eyelets start icing yep. up. Yep. This is when, you know, if you're if you're buying ice line specifically, oh, yeah. this is kind of when maybe you'll get a little bit of an advantage. Maybe you don't get quite as much ice on the line, yep. but yep. Uh, yeah, everything just ice is the ice is the battle. Then at that. So point. yeah, the uh, uh, the ice defense that would come in handy in this instance. Sure. Holding your hole open. I mean, that's that's the main thing that's very difficult is keeping a hole open yep. when it's all slushy and it's below zero. And if the wind's blowing, it's even worse. It freezes up so fast. Um, you know, you'll have a layer of skim ice in like a minute. Yep. No problem. And that gets frustrating. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, as I mentioned, your, your line will get ice on it. And then you start getting that little, you'll get yeah. a little bit of skim ice starting to build up on there. Ooh. And then it just gets, it just takes off from there. It just continues to build. But that ice defense running that, it keeps enough warm water kind of up at the surface of your hole. Um, and we'll explain a little bit of what your ice defense is here quick before we get yeah, too so, deep into Yeah, so it. I built a homemade one if you guys aren't familiar or haven't listened for a little while. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, the the idea of that ice defense. Which well, is go into a, what it is. What so does yeah, it do? So it's, it's a puck, basically, a float, floats in your hole, has a, a water intake at the bottom. And it's basically like an aquarium pump. It'll pump water from the bottom of your hole and uh, spread it out or pump it to the top of your hole. Yep. So the wa- the water below the you know main level of, the, of your hole is the warmest, and just by circulating water, of course, will help keep keep ice freezing. down. But yep. And also, I mean, in a lot of instances, it's melting ice also. Oh yeah, it'll uh, melt it. If you have slush or junk in your ice, yeah. it'll melt that off. Yeah, and I mean, or the, in your hole, it'll melt off. Generally, you're talking you know 34, 35 degree water coming yep. up. And that's yeah. all, you know, one or two degrees is all it takes to yep. start melting that. Uh, but I built mine out of a USB aquarium pump, mounted in a little chunk of PVC pipe, uh, have some fuel line running out to a little T, yep. you know, plastic T fitting, and uh, that just swirls water around. It really like works good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Impressive. Yeah. And I mean, running it off USB doesn't use very much power. Nope. Off the lithium shuttle, no problem. Nope. Um, works pretty well. So that's that saved the day uh, in extreme cold just so you're not getting that build up on the the yep. little chunk on the end of your line that you're just constantly reeling into or it's it's sticking or yep. it's just a pain so the other thing well we're still sticking with outside 
trying, you know, fishing outside, yep. hole hopping, still trying to find the fish. Maybe, yeah, if I'm talking the instance of being out fishing this, in the extreme cold, where we're talking now is we're still looking for fish maybe. Yep. Um, the next thing that I'm thinking about most is my hands. Yep. Because those are the, I feel like that's the next most exposed thing that's going to oh, happen. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, keeping a good pair of gloves, good warm pair of gloves. But what I do is I keep, I wear two pairs of gloves. Mm-hmm. I'll wear like your, the thinner, like. The fingerless uh, wool. Less well, yeah, I'll wear those fingerless ones. But if it's like this, I won't wear those. Yeah, because uh, I want my fingers covered yeah, up too. Then wear something over. Top. I'll wear like some, yeah, super thin like little mm-hmm. wool gloves or something like that, and then I'll wear my bigger gloves over the top, uh, my bigger fingerless gloves over the top. Yep. That way, just to keep, just to reduce skin exposure. I feel like is, is see, and important. I'm a hand warmer guy. Yeah, I, I love those things. Yep. Like you cannot beat throwing a fresh hand warmer in your glove. It'll last all day. Just adds a little extra external. See, heat I need there. to get more into that. I have hand warmers. But yeah. I've, had, I've had them for probably like six years. I've never, I just never used them. Yeah, see, and they, they go bad after a while, too. Yeah. Uh, actually, I experienced some freezing uh, this weekend. So really? It that was is cold. negative 18, I think, when we woke up yep. uh, Saturday, yeah, Sunday morning. And I go to try and use them. They sat out in the truck all day. Frozen solid. They wouldn't heat up. I've never experienced that before. I was like, oh, huh. yeah, now they're a little hard, but whatever. You know, they'll... It's a chemical reaction yeah. with the air, so it just wasn't shaking a little bit. Wasn't going, so I actually threw them on the dash of the truck on defrost, and it kind of kickstarted them and got huh. them going. So interesting, um, you know, they kind of get a little too cold. I but, didn't know that, and they do go bad after over time. I don't know. Yeah, maybe mine might be bad by now. Yeah, I don't but know. But I you normally get a box every year on Amazon hmm. for fifteen or twenty bucks, yeah. pack of a hundred of them. That's a good tip. But uh, for do you me, just get the regular hot hands, or is yep, there something just the regular? Something? I know they make ones. like body patches. They yeah. make like little foot ones. They make. You don't need any of that. Have you tried the feet ones? No, no. Uh-uh. never, never had. Those might be worth something for somebody that gets cold feet. Oh yeah, they might be worth yep. something. I mean, just having some kind of external heat yep. in addition to your body heat is sometimes all it takes. So, also another thing I saw. Uh, shoot, I got to look it up here quick. Right. Keep going well, with so something else here. Sorry. With the hand warmers, the main thing would be keeping the tips of your fingers warm especially after you have to take your gloves off so you're you're taking your gloves off to tie a knot okay the the main advantage to me for the hand warmers is just to warm your hands back up to get them back to your normal level quicker so you can you know fish more enjoy your time more uh, that's that's been huge for me so i'm a big fan of using those um and i'll just go through them like candy doesn't matter oh, yeah. like you have set offset throw throw another set in as a spare or whatever uh they're always in my backpack Ready to roll. So there's, what's this company? I'm trying to find it. It's like a, a warming pouch, mm-hmm. like a fanny pack thing that you put your finger, your hands in. But there's a lithium battery in there that has a little warmer in it. Oh yeah, Milwaukee try, has those. I'm too. trying to figure out what it's called. Milwaukee has those. Really? Yeah. Yep. Kind of like their heated jackets. I have the heated pockets. Yeah, it's just like a little yep. fanny pack thing. Hand warmer deal. Hand warmer. Well, and they make in. like refillable hand warmers that you light with butane and crazy stuff. But that just seemed like a super slick deal. There. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say, uh, if you guys aren't cold defense fan or ice defense fans, or you don't want to make your own, uh, an old timer trick would be taking a coffee can, <laughs> punching a hole in it, yeah, uh, set a live charcoal briquette on there. So like something you actually light a charcoal briquette, something with some heat, and start melting melting snow over it, and let that warm water flow into your hole, flow into the hole. Yeah. There you go. It's not a bad deal. I've got plenty of coffee cans. I've, I've <laughs> run the cheap coffee. That's it, cheap there. It still comes in cans. Yep. And then you can just hold your hands over it and warm up. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that ain't a bad idea. Yep. 
Then you got to bring that up. How are you going to get that lit? How do, how do they get those coffee, those, I don't know. those bricks lit? I mean, just use the match light stuff. I don't know. Take a torch out with you. I don't care. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm going <laughs> to bring a lighter anyway. I'm going to bring a heater probably. Well, the other thing uh, that I was going to mention, you know, hopping around, just plan some extra time for everything. Yeah. Nothing's going to work right. Things break. Everything's going to break. You know, mechanical things, good luck. Things are just different. <laughs> when it gets that cold, yep. things are just work differently. And and people that haven't been in that cold don't understand that. Yep. Um, so all those listeners out in, you know, out in different places that don't get that cold, you don't know what that cold is like or what it does to be out there for more than five, ten minutes. Yep. You know, when, when you're out there half a day without warming up, that's a totally different dynamic. And this though. is the situation, too, where you want to keep batteries warm. Yep. You got to you gotta think about a lot of that. You got to think about warm, heat conservation uh-huh. as much as possible. Uh, especially, yeah, if you're drilling yep. holes and still looking, you got to keep, uh, yep. I mean, your batteries will still work, but you're going to lose a lot of longevity out of them. Yep. They're not going to stay charged. They're not going to drill holes for as long as you want them to. Yeah. And I think there's something to that too, where like the old, uh, DeWalt drill, just the drill being out that cold, it's got some electrical or, uh, you know, yeah. protections that kick in. That's like, whoa, <laughs> what See, are you your doing drill Because my drill... No, it, it it has no problem. The batteries, if they're no. cold, they'll have problems. Yeah, but. the brush drills have no no circuit, like no protection. Yeah, at there's, all. Nothing, there's no. The problem electronic there. brushless ones, yep. they have a bunch of nannies that kick in and oh, say, gotcha. "Oh no, yeah. we're not doing that." Now the battery, it it'll still die a little quicker when yep. it's cold, but yeah, yep, definitely. Hmm. So yeah, time out there, you know, in below zero temperatures, it definitely takes a toll takes on a, a lot of different on things. things so. uh, another thing I would recommend keeping an eye on is your auger. Yep, as ice starts to build up on that, it. If it if you start getting ice building up in between where your blades are at, yep, it won't cut very well. You got to get that ice out of there. Yeah, it'll start to kind of waffle around on you on oh, the yeah. ice and bang it a couple times on some gravel. Yeah, break oh, some of that ice off. Bust it loose. If you start getting ice built up on your blades, yeah, you need to keep, keep stay conscious of that. Yeah, yep, that's definitely a thing. Yep, yep. What else is there while we're outside? Well, maybe we'll start talking about shacking up. Maybe. Yeah, that's kind of the name of the game for me anymore. Once it's cold. Once it's super cold. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can run around and hole hop and, and be okay, but yep. man, it is also nice to fire up the heater, hang, hang out, out in there. Like, you know, so there's something about being out where it's super cold and you just punch some holes on some fish, of course, and pop the heater on yep. and you just sit out there. Like, Drill a beer hole and just hang great. out. This is awesome. Yep. yep. That's a good feeling. So I'm trying to think back of what it was like. I don't know that I really fished a lot of sub-zero cold weather when I had before I had a insulated shack. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I just did. trying to compare and contrast the yeah. difference between having an insulated one and a non-insulated shack. So, but my also my non-insulated shack had a lot of mouse holes in it. Yeah, so that that, would that probably takes away some problem. of the, the the already non-existent insulation factor. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> you got open gaping mouse mouse holes. Yep, in it. yep. That'd be a problem. Yeah, the uh, insulated shelters, that's definitely the way to go. That's yeah. I mean, that's I feel like that's the most popular now anyways. Yeah. Where the price of them has come down and yeah. the weight and everything, and they just hold up really well. Their fabric is just so much more yeah. durable yeah. than the uninsulated ones are yeah. anymore. I mean, I mean last, last weekend it was negative six, and there wasn't much. There was some wind, but not, not a crazy amount. Yeah. And just run the big buddy on low. Do you really no feel like you would have had to run it on a higher stage if it was on insulated shack? Oh, yeah. You I think? remember running. I had a big buddy in the uh, un- uninsulated one. I would use high a lot. Okay. I mean, I would <laughs> get in there, crank it up, you know, get yeah. it kind of to a to a good point and then turn it down a little bit. And then if it was windy, oh, forget about it. Huh. I mean, it just blow right through. Because I was, yeah, I was trying to formulate the thought in my mind of is that 
insulation really that much worth it? Because I don't know. Yeah, it probably does hold the heat better. Yeah, if you have a heat source, but if it's already cold in there, it's not making any difference. Oh yeah, sure. Yep. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It it definitely helps you use less propane over long periods of time. Yep. That's where it For comes sure. in handy. A couple trips to Minnesota over three days. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't ever have to worry about that. Yep. It's like okay, no, we're not going to run out of propane. Nice. So that's good. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Um, the other so talking about like mechanical things too. Um, you know, you got your augers. The gas augers, of course, they're going to have a hell of a time starting if you leave it out uh, super cold. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Everybody I see on Facebook is like, oh, mine starts first pull every time. No Not the what. first pull. No one's. There's a reason that. people are getting rid of them like yeah. crazy. Um, but also like quads, okay? There's a, there's a thing with quads. We have the old, you know, carbureted pull start. There's no electronic yep. anything on it. Um, starts great. Starts great. Newer quads. Uh, that have fuel injection okay usually the fuel injection doesn't necessarily need battery but sometimes they do Mm -hmm. um you know so in general if it gets too cold and your quad is a fuel injected electric start one or whatever usually you can't get the thing to spin fast enough to kick the fuel injection on oh that's that's the thing so like your oil is too thick you leave it out overnight you know and it just goes yep that's not enough to get the fuel injection to start kicking in and actually start, you know, trying to start it. So um, there's something to be said about older carbureted quads. Yeah. Uh, a carbureted quads, no matter, you know, you could pull it just a little bit and it's going to at least get fuel in there. Yep. So huh, that's something that's to think about. Point. Yeah. That is a good so point. guys usually run into that when they're out in the middle of nowhere, towing their hard shelters out yep. and they park it overnight. And they get up the next morning trying to crank it. To go. Can't hardly crank yeah. it. Uh, the other thing too. So is that due to a dead battery or a thick oil? Dead battery. No. So actually, you could have the best battery in the world, but it cannot over your starter cannot overcome the friction of that thick oil because the thick oil. So yeah. you you can get away with running some pretty thin oil. You know, if you're just maybe thinner your, oil. Then oh maybe. yeah, you need that yeah. definitely. And I'm a big fan of the synthetic. Do the synthetic all the time. Like, yeah. 5W30 at a minimum, maybe like a 0W30. Get something that's really freaking For all the more that you put in oil and you put in your quad anyways. Oh, yeah. Even in my vehicles, uh, I mean, changing your own oil now, paying someone to do it, that gets to be a different deal. But synthetic all the way all the time. Yep. Um, The other thing with that, generators. If you guys are out running hard hard shelters, uh, they actually make heat kits for those generators. I was just going to mention that. So. We'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, I don't know much oh, about okay. it. I just knew enough to say that there's, there's a heat <laughs> they kit. Them. Go and then them. there's like an exhaust kit that you can get for them also. Yeah, yeah. so the main thing on the generators would be the uh, crankcase ventilation tube gets frozen up. Mm-hmm. And so they have a little heat tape that wraps around it. It's not hmm. not like a crazy deal. Yeah. Just keep it from Is that something you put on up. your Harbor Freight one also? You can, yes. They can actually wire them right in. It's kind Sweet. of a universal deal. Sweet. So Wire them right in. Yeah, so... When you start thinking about gas engines that cannot run when it's super, they, when it's that cold, that's when we're talking. That's the problem. That's the extreme cold yeah. right there. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> run into those problems yet. Yep. I don't run a lot of yeah, yeah. So engines out in the stream, extreme cold. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Talking about in a shelter, though, uh, the main thing I like to have when it's super cold, some kind of food you can heat up. Yeah. That something goes hot. Up. Eating something hot. Some hot chocolate, difference. some kind of soup, um, something you're throwing on the on the big buddy to heat up. Yep. On the little burner or the cooker. Whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's always worth it having an extra little cooker. I we think. should do some chili. Because then you got an extra little piece of 
propane in there if you need it for an emergency. You, go. you got everything. We should throw the Predator in this weekend. We can run a little electric heat. We can run a little crock pot or something. That'd be legit. Well, I ain't going to be out there that long. That's not going to be fair. Well, that's all right. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll have a breakfast that I'm way. I'm only going to be out there in the morning. But, uh... Yeah, having some kind of food along. Yeah. I mean, especially when it's cold, that's nice. Yeah, a little hot meal. Also, snowing in your shack makes a huge difference if you didn't know oh, what yeah. that was. Yep. Uh, usually, by the time it's this cold, there's a little plenty of snow on the ice. Uh, so, put up your shack and throw snow up along the edges uh, just to keep out any air leaks. Yep. makes a huge difference also. And then also, while you're in there, of course, you know, be mindful of CO2. Uh, make sure you got your yeah. vents open. Yep. Uh, yeah, don't be running without a vent. People think like, oh, yeah. There's some it's air cold, moving in yeah. there, whatever. Yep. No. It's probably not as much Keep as Keep things think. ventilated. Yeah. That way you don't go down on CO2 poisoning. Yep, that's a bad deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, too, on, on just cold weather, you got mechanical issues that can happen. You got, you know, other things that can happen. Just plan for the unknown. Yep. You know, if you, it doesn't hurt throwing an extra pair of socks, gloves, uh, you know, Abby Plan brought this ahead. up when we broke the auger, but having uh, having to spare something. I know that's you told me critical, to leave the auger. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, ah, we'll be fine. But no, like yeah. when it's when it's that cold, have a spare. Yeah, whatever it is, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have an extra buddy heater in the truck just in case that one doesn't work. You know, you don't want to ruin your trip out there or freeze to death yep. because something broke. Yep. So what would be your what would be your number one tip fishing out dead ass cold? What what's something you're always gonna either you're always gonna take make sure you have with you mm-hmm. or just kind of a tip on what to do while you're out there. I would say definitely hot tip is what the we're hot tip. For. It's not that hot of a tip though. Man, I don't have very hot tips. I got a hot tip. Oh, I'll good. let you All go right. first. Well, <laughs> well I'll, lead, I'll lead into that. Uh, the buddy system for me. The, I was a very independent person. I was like, nope, doesn't matter how cold it is. I'm going out there by myself. Yeah, dumb. Makes just you a little dumb. nervous now. Huh? Yeah, just dumb. Like. Yeah. Man, what uh, something were to I've heard some stories of people that, you know, the frostbite deal, you may not know you're getting it, okay? Unless someone's, like, right there helping you out, checking you on you, be, telling you you're an idiot for being out when it's too cold, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to man up and go, yeah, I'm fine. And then you get back and you're like, wow, that's really Man, bad. my nose hurts a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's that burning, tingling feeling in my fingers? Yep. You know? Yep, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, that's not great. Yep. yep. So that's my hot tip. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Well, actually, no. Go into your lung burning thing quick. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just remembered that. That's going to lead into a little bit into my hot tip. So yeah, have the uh, have the the f- kind of face mask set up. That helps do a lot. Yep. When it's super cold, um, you know, try and breathe through your nose if you can. That helps warm your the air going yeah, in your the lungs. Air has time to warm up before it gets into you. All bets were off when we were lugging this out. Oh yeah, because <sighs> try not to get out of breath. We, oh, we maxed it. Yeah, don't do that. Maxed out. Um, and Brandon, you're in a lot better shape than I am. <laughs> I was yanking that thing full tilt trying to get up the hill. And I didn't feel it at the time. I was like, oh, you know, that's good. We'll get this up the hill, sit in the warm truck, be fine. I could not catch my breath. Yep. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. You got a little cold bad. air in there. Uh, couldn't take a deep breath. It hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was, and we were going to go fishing somewhere else. And I'm like, can't do it. Man, I don't know if you're I You're lucky do you don't it. have a cough right now, too. I know. I was, yeah, you start coughing like crazy. Yep. Um, so anyway, learn my lesson there. Wear a face mask or some, something to warm up the air yep. coming in. And like I said, don't max it out trying to. Yep. Do what you can to prevent yeah. sweating. Yep. Do what you can to prevent, yeah, over, like, exhausting yourself and having to, like, really catch your breath. 
Yep. But then, yeah, my hot tip was, yeah, wear a neck gaiter, mm-hmm. something over your mouth so you're breathing in warm air. Don't That's just breathe huge. in that cold air all the time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you'll want that anyways just because it's colder and piss oh, out yeah. there and you don't yeah. want your face getting cold. But, yeah. Um, yeah, then when you start getting exercise and exert yourself and you're breathing heavy, it's still good to keep that mask on, but it's a little bit of a pain in the ass to keep it on because you're breathing a lot. But that helps. Yeah. You don't want to breathe in mask when it's that cold air. Otherwise, yep. yeah, like you say, then you yeah, kind of lose your, that lose your breath right a little there. bit and stuff to get caught back Yeah, up. like the next day I was still catching up. Yeah. <laughs> You still feel it when you take a big deep breath. Yeah, not, yep. not a good feeling. Yeah, that's sure, why I always wear that. For you. I always wear that felt neck gator. Oh, I have that in always. my shelter too. What the, the big fluffy one? Oh, good. I got that. I got my fleece horse's deal. one. My there horse fleece one. Yep, yep. Found that the other day. Nice. Yeah, I, I feel like I'll just leave la- random trinkets in <laughs> the bottom of your shelter. Half your stuff's in my shelter. Half my stuff's in your shelter. We'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, yeah. We'll get her sorted back here right at the, at the end of the season. season. Yep. yep, yep. For sure. Yep. Yep, cold weather is no joke. Oof. Well, so. let's touch. Do we have time yet? What time? Are we yeah, on? we got a couple minutes. Okay, left. let's touch quick on how fish react to the cold weather. Um, yeah. Yep. That's. I, I feel like the biggest thing when the cold weather occurs is it's right at that front end of the cold weather is when the fish shut off. Mm-hmm. So you're you're trolling around, you know, your life's good at twenty degrees, then you just take that hard the cold front that hard dip down into you know zero. Yep. It's that first that first initial dip and maybe a day after, fishing's real tough. Yep. Maybe two days after. Um, but after that, if you're still maintaining that cold weather, now if you shoot yeah. back up into the warm temps again, then it kind of wonk, makes them wonky again. But uh, yeah. if, you, if after that, like we have experienced this week, is you just maintain that cold weather, then they start to settle back in. Yep, get back in their pattern. fishing's back, back on. Yep. They might be a little set up a little differently. They might, yep. you know, pattern might be a little different, but. They'll be biting. Yeah. The other thing too is, is the colder it gets, the less fishing pressure there is in general. Yeah. You know, there's just the diehard. Nobody wants to be there. out there. Yep. Uh, pretty funny posts going around on Facebook about that. Yeah. What was that? You know, all the guys, I'm sure glad it's cold out because all you guys aren't out here catching all these fish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to finally get to my spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So there's something you said about that too. You know, you, you know, everyone want everyone can get out when it's 35 degrees. Yeah. You know, it's easy. When it's zero, that's when. Yeah, you just get the diehards in. Yeah. So that's And probably, you want to know. I mean, I'm not going to go out to a lake that I don't know. Yeah. And expect to try to figure it out yep. in zero degrees. Yep. I'm going to go to a lake that I know, and I want to go to a spot yep. where I think I can find them pretty quickly. Yep, exactly. So hopefully we'll do that this weekend here. Yeah, that's the plan. I have a report about Although it. Although I've never ice fished this lake, but I have a Oh, water. man. It's going to be fine. Well, I know, the, I know where the trees and some submerged brush is. I think yeah. we could shack up pretty easily. Good deal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Put cool. this mag dog to work. Yep, we got to try out the 40. <laughs> Check out the action. That thing is ridiculous. <laughs> It'll be fun. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys. Well, you'll catch us next time on The Short Rod Show. Mm-hmm.